Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was her pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. I love you, always, forever, together, you, Jen, please stop. It's time for... I never saw that. Hey everybody, we're back with part two of Pat's Playlist. Here we are. And since we split this one up, we're doing something a little different. Um, as I mentioned last week, we're so going we're to... So we're not going to do we're going another to, See You in the Funny we, Papers. Is, um, we're going to we're just do another See in the Funny Papers. Do another... From October 4th. We are? Yeah. The one that was mentioned last week that Pat hated, and it made him angry, so uh-huh. he did a different one. We're going to do Frank and Ernest from October 4th, 1994. That is super, super news. Aren't you excited? See you in the funny papers. See you in the funny papers. See you in the funny papers. So you'll be happy to know this is one panel, Jen. Frank and Ernest is usually just one panel. Um, is it? Yeah, we've got two characters in this one. Um, Frank and Beth? No, it's actually not Frank and Ernest. Oh. Frank and Ernest are usually the two characters in this, or they're in some sort of like robot form or whatever the theme of the thing is. Hmm. Um, they'll be cars sometimes, or really? they'll be just themselves. Huh. Yeah, it gets really weird. That's really clever. However, these two don't really look like Frank and Ernest to me. They, it might be them, but um, they're dressed in ancient Greek clothing like togas with little you know the like geometric square line that goes up and down like little squares that's like a line that goes up and down no that's like the pattern on the edge of togas that all okay. Greek clothing had yeah sure. like if you went into target in ancient greece yeah all yeah, the clothes yeah, yeah. had that little you know what though fringy design just to make sure that i do understand what you're saying what you could do is just just let me see it real quick no, I'll just describe it. So if you start with like a horizontal line and then you go up, like straight up, like there's a right angle, you go straight up. No, I get and it. And then there's a right angle and you go horizontal again. No, I get it. And then a right angle, you go straight down. I get it. So it makes like a little square with no bottom. And then the line continues and then goes up. Yeah, I you get know, it. All equal. Yes, I, I do get it. Yeah. So both characters are wearing little togas that have that pattern on the sleeves and on the on the bottom. Sleeves? Well, one has a sleeve. I can see one sleeve. The other one has the he has sleeves too. It's weird. They're not real togas. Um, the artist for Frank and Ernest is this. Just says Thaves. T H A V E S. Uh huh. I don't know if this is like a Madonna or Cher situation. Yeah. They're just known as Thaves <laughs> in the comic world. It's not usually how that works, but they obviously don't understand what togas are because these guys have sleeves. Um. In the background on a hill, we can see some trees, like tall, thin trees, and then like a Parthenon-style building on a little hill behind these two characters. But these two characters we've got here, um, one has a beard and a little headband on, holding back his mullet out of his eyes, you know, big nose. Um, His hands are straight up in the air. Can I share something? Sure. Because I just looked it up. And in two seconds, I found out that it was Bob Thaves, and then later it was his brother... 
Tom Thaves. So I just wanted to join in a little bit and, you know, be a part of this segment. That's interesting. You're doing some, research? Well, just, I didn't know what else to do with this time. So it's I either by here. Bob or Tom Thaves. We don't know which it is, but it's a, a Thaves. Right. It's just, it's definitely not a Madonna situation. Okay, thank you so much for that. Anytime. Okay, so back to the comic. There are two people. One, the one on the left, um, big nose, big huge nose, you know, mm -hmm. um, sweatband holding back his mullet. Arms kinda straight up in the air. Kind of Ziggy style nose, right? Uh, Am I remembering kinda. that correctly? The other guy has more of a Ziggy style nose, and I'll get to him. This one's longer, but very big. Uh -huh. um, he has sandals on. He's got his arms straight up in the air, right? Sure. Because the other guy is standing there, and he has a sword pointed at him. So it's some sort of like robbery mm. thing mm -hmm. that's going on. Um, the other guy looks upset because of what the first guy is saying to him. And he also has one more feature that I will describe after I oh, no. read what he's saying. Is, does he have a boner? It's a boner, huh? Yep, Jen. This was uh, the, you got me. This is the one, October 4th, 1994. <laughs> well, now I understand why Pat was so angry about when it. When comics became censored. Nobody wants to see boners in their Faves comics. drew a huge boner <laughs> in the funny papers. <laughs> Micah, if only y'all could see Micah's hand when he does that, the, his, his, his uh, signing for boner is quite funny. Yeah, huge boner is when you put your hand in front of your crotch. You Palm like, up, kind of cupped, cupped, like you're holding you're the holding huge a boner. Very large boner. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So this was the first boner to appear in the funny papers. <laughs> wow. And uh, since then, there's been a strict no boner code. <laughs> so starting October fifth, they're uh, all checked for boners before okay. they go to press. All right. Okay. So the guy that has his hands up in there is saying, "Okay, but you're not fooling anybody but yourself with that mask, Cyclops." Because okay. the guy holding the sword is a cyclops, right? Okay. Or cyclops. Like there's one that everybody knows. He has a mask on, like a little black bandit mask you tie around your eyes. Yeah. But there's only one eye hole in it. Uh-huh. So he's like in disguise. Right. But he only has one eye. Is that it? Is that fucking it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, and just to clarify, we were joking before. There's no boners. All, yeah. That was just a bit Jen was doing. I think. <sighs> so, I think there's a joke here that's that's pretty funny. Yeah, and it's that a good this sight gag. Dipshit ruined it. it. I mean, it works on a lot of levels. Yeah, it's, it's like a really visual good gag. for this fucking segment for sure. And because it's I a one-eyed can't character see it. And but you know. why? I mean, it seems like there would have been a better way to. Uh, like a better punchline, you know, a better way to give away what was happening than to just spell out exactly what was happening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, Cyclops looks upset that he's just got found out, you know, if that does that make it better? He's like frowning and his eyes open wide. No, I just think it's like. You think you can do better than faves, Jen? Is that what you're saying? It's not at all what I'm saying, but I will say that I, I would have included a boner instead of this. Good point. Instead of this. See you in the funny paper soon. The next track is Always Be My Baby oh by my Mariah Carey. Oh, God. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. This is a great song. Uh, it's a good song. 
I, I still like it. I don't listen to it a ton, but I still really like it. But it's mainly included here because when I got a boombox with a CD player, I immediately went to Best Buy and bought three CDs. They were Dookie by Green Day, some weird uh, Beatles compilation that was originally released in like Germany or something, but I just saw that it was a Beatles compilation. Uh, and Wait, then I remember that. Daydream I feel like by I... Mariah Carey. It's called yeah. Past Masters, the Beatles compilation. Oh, yeah. I totally remember that. Jen has that. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea what it was, uh, but I, I bought it um, along with Mariah Carey, uh, Daydream, which this song is on. And boy, here's a story. I was in my basement with, I don't know, three or four of my friends and, and my, my quote unquote girlfriend at the time. Monty Python and the Holy Grail was on the television when the three or four other friends evacuated the room, and I had my first kiss to Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and then my friends snuck back into the room and started playing this song to make fun of us. What is your name? It is Arthur, King of the Britons. What is your quest? To seek the Holy Grail. What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? What do you mean? An African or European swallow. cringe when you hear it a little bit or is it like a funny sort of memory it's funny at this point i mean it it was funny at the time like you know for for a a few like eighth graders it it was a a clever a clever move i you know i can't deny (laughs) that it wasn't like of course it's rather mortifying to have your make out (laughs) your first ever make out session interrupted by the embarrassing cd that that you bought now, is this the same I girlfriend that was in love with Gavin from Bush? At one and the same, as a matter of oh, fact, yeah. yes. Nice, nice. Uh, so the next song is Just a Girl by No Doubt. Oh, my God. The classic feminist anthem. Yeah, I, I don't know that I appreciated this song when it came out, but I, or well, obviously I didn't because I wasn't, you know, but when I first heard it is what I mean. And um, I appreciate it a lot more now, I think. Yeah, I was way too edgy to ever admit that I enjoyed anything yeah, right. because it was feminist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was in the same place. My, probably, my adult uh, life has been out. just a journey away from the edge, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good. So much less edgy than I used to be. <laughs> Gwen Stefani is is a, a true talent, and then I remember being very uh, put out when No Doubt like started making dance music. Um, so did you, when your girlfriend at the time was professing her love for Gavin, did you talk about Gwen a lot? I was wondering that too earlier. Yeah, 
No, actually. Um, it wasn't until I met my friend Kyle in college that I really understood that that dudes could be obsessed with Gwen Stefani. I, I remember in 2001, <laughs> he had a No Doubt poster. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't speak for him. Um, <laughs> no, I think at, at this point, I was probably more of like a Sarah Michelle Gellar or a Jennifer Aniston person mm-hmm. than I was a Gwen Stefani type of guy. The next track is going to be one of Jen's favorites. Is it? Because I forget what it is. Bullet with Butterfly Wings by oh, the Smashing Pumpkins. It's so great that you put Smashing Pumpkins on here. <laughs> Despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage. And someone will say what is lost can never be saved. Despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a I have a special connection to the Smashing Pumpkins. I've probably talked about it many times on this show, but I went to see them. I got to see them live the October before I left. So like 10 months or so before I left at this tiny little venue. So this was like, I guess just after Siamese Dream came out. So they hadn't blown up huge quite yet. Like, Right. This song, actually, Bullet with Butterfly Wings, was their first top 40 hit. Was it really? US. Wow. Yeah. This wow. is this is one of those songs that I'm like, I can't, it's really weird to me that I wasn't around when it came out. It doesn't feel like that to me at all. Um, but, I mean, it also makes sense because the album I know, well, the albums I know are Gish and Siamese Dream. So when, when you were seeing the Smashing Pumpkins as an up-and-coming band yeah. in, in a small venue, were you, like, super excited you know, yes. I, I a huge fan of this band, or did you just kind of stumble across? No, them? I was a huge fan. I, 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 so I had like run away. I've talked about this too, but I had run away to and lived in this like sort of like dirty drug dungeon of an apartment for several months, and it was during that time. Um, and I went. Well, so there was a dude involved, but this dude that I was kind of in love with was in love with this band. And so that's kind of how I discovered them. And then, yeah, we all went down and my friend Nicole was with us and she like ended up taking her life a few months later. So it's like, Oh no, I just, I only mention that because it's just one of the layers of my connection to Smashing Pumpkins. Like I just really. Yeah. It sounds like listening is sort of a, a journey for it's, you. Yeah, it's definitely a journey. Yeah. A lot of feelings going on. A lot on. of feelings, yes. But I love it. I love I love that band. Even though uh, Billy Corgan's apparently a big douche. I don't know. Yeah, like, he. I guess he's awful. But um, We didn't so know this, back this then. This song is from um, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, which was just a huge album yeah. um, in, in the world and also in my life. Like, I... I remember specifically going, I think, to Best Buy to buy this album, and then it was two discs, and I listened to them over and over and over again. Yes. Oh, God. Those are the best. I love those albums that you've done that with, and, you know, if you hear them now, you, I mean, you can go 10 years without listening, and you still know, like, the the beginning of the next song. You know, yeah. You can, yeah. You, yeah. You know the beat, you know the note, you know, I love that feeling, like, there's nothing better. I wonder, okay, do you think this was a bigger deal for them than Siamese Dream? 
Because I yeah. feel like Siamese Dream was when they, that was when they like exploded. Siamese Dream, that, I mean, I don't know the numbers. Uh, yeah. James Anderson, I'm sure, will tell us <laughs> how we're wrong about this. But um, the Siamese Dream and Gish were like big alternative albums. Yeah. And I, yeah. they charted and stuff before yeah, they and they had like big distribution. But Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness was a huge fucking album. And it was their first like top 40 hit. Like right. they were getting radio play on in multiple genres in like multiple I mean, stations in the same yeah. city. Do you remember constantly. though? Yeah, like, this is when like people other than cool people really started listening to Smashing uh-huh, Pumpkins a lot. Uh-huh. Well, or yike, you know, people, yike, I said, like, that's what I meant, um, people who were young. All right, the next one is Common People by Pulp. Okay, this is the only song I did not recognize. Is that weird it or is, is that expected? Uh, I didn't, I didn't know this song until college at least. Um, so Pulp is a Britpop band. And um, one of my favorite pretentious music jokes is, uh, which is the best Britpop band, Blur or Oasis? Trick question, it's Pulp. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's a great joke. Um, that's what I wrote down about this song. Britpop. It's like the Britpop song. This is like yeah. the Pulp song, and Pulp is the Britpop band. I really love this song. Um, I'm not a huge Pulp fan, but I I know of them, and I've listened to them, and I like they're a band that I always think, oh, I got to listen to more Pulp. I should go back and listen to more Pulp. Because yeah. This is Hardcore. Oh, I think man. it's the album after the album that this song is on, and that's one of my favorite albums of all time. This is Hardcore. It's just great. Yes. This I think is that's hardcore. the first Pulp album that I listened to and then sort of expanded backwards and started loving this song as well. The lyrics of this song are fantastic. He's just like making fun of yeah. uh, some rich girl. Oh, yeah. She said, I want to live like common people. I want to do whatever common people do. want to sleep with common people. I want to sleep with common people like you. Oh, what else could I do? I said, oh, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, it's great. He's like making fun of like slumming or like class tourism and yep. he's just so snarky and dry and I love it. And did This Is Hardcore come out in like 96 or 97? I want to say 98, 98? but I, I could okay. very easily be wrong Because we that. played that on the radio station did when we, we were in okay. college. Um, and that was one of my first, I think like I was introduced to, to Pulp in like right after this song came out, but that's also when I was in college. So um, I just happened to be surrounded by people that were really into Britpop. There aren't a lot of artists on this list that like I'm still really into and like really like and respect, and Pulp absolutely is one. They're just, Jarvis Cocker is amazing. Pulp's a great band. Yeah. Um, speaking of still being into music um, on this playlist, the next track is Come On and Ride It. The train. <laughs> the train. In parentheses. I really like Just the in case way you don't you know what that. we're referencing, we want you to ride the train. Oh my God. We were playing this song. Okay. First of all, I told my son, uh, our son, that this is a children's song um, uh, <laughs> because it has like the choo choo sound in it. Oh my God. It's, <laughs> it then, totally is a choo choo. It's the only, uh, again, this is a song I didn't realize until today when I was looking at the lyrics what they said half the time. No, They're saying, I, I think I can. I think I can. 
I'm assuming, is this song <laughs> about joking. what I think it's about? Like, it's about the little engine that could, Jen. No, 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 no. It is. There are a lot of very literal train lyrics in this song. Really? Because I just assume it's about, like, you know, sex with multiple people. Is that not what's happening? It's a party, like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a this is an eighth grade dance song, if I ever heard one. Yes, absolutely. It is. It's And it's fun to listen to. I mean, like... It's, you can't, I mean, what I was going to say before is that I started dancing to it earlier (laughs) and doing like the choo-choo motion and our son (laughs) like flipped the fuck out. He was like, stop, do not do that because his friend was coming over and we had like this green door open and um, Uh, he could have walked up and seen me like. Well, does he not know? I mean, you have to do that. It's legally required when this song comes on. I I, it was so, it made me laugh so hard. It was, and now I have a new association with this song, which makes me happy. Yeah, I'm not joking. You guys go read the lyrics. They chant. Really, you guys are telling me that this song is not dirty. It's the first ever hip hop song based on the Little Engine the Kid story. <laughs> first and only. I think it very well could be dirty, but it also just has train lyrics in it. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, and a whistle. I don't know. Lots yeah. of I mean, whistles. they say choo-choo a lot. So that Quad was... City DJs also, Jen, we have talked about Quad City DJs before on this podcast. Do you remember why? No. They Their other big hit was the Space Jam theme from 1996's oh, film yes, Space Jam. Yes, that's why that sounds so familiar. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Yes. Oh, God. I grew up in the Quad Cities, and so we all oh. thought that they were from really? the Quad Cities, which they, they emphatically aren't? are not. Oh. No. Why do they call themselves <laughs> Why are that? they called Quad City DJs? Oh, I don't know. You know what? It's because Quad is apparently for, like, see, I just read their Wikipedia page and looked at some other, like, all music stuff. They're from Jacksonville originally, but they were part of the Miami, like, hip-hop scene, I think. And quad is local slang for bass, is what really? I read. Oh, yeah, but the, if there's a thing that's actually called the Quad Cities, yeah, that's weird. That seems odd to name yourself that. Still, I don't know how familiar people in Jacksonville, Florida, are with the Quad Cities, but certainly it was it was important to us that yeah. we were represented on the national scene by such a popular <laughs> and choo choo riffic song. <laughs> It's choo-choo so train-centric. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. so I love discovering that something I thought was dirty might not be dirty because I oh. feel like it's always the other way around. Like, I'm kind I of excited about- I think it absolutely about... also is dirty, no, though. No, I'm sure it is, but I'm, I'm enjoying thinking about it as just a song about trains. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's what's great about this song is, like, you can play it as a preschool teacher for your kids. Um, I mean, and you I can guess. all do the choo choo dance. Yeah. Oh, here in St. Louis, the the zoo, um, the train is driven by old retired guys, and I've just decided that when I retire, I'm just going to take a boombox and play this song and drive the zoo train. <laughs> oh, yes, you are every day, every day. That's beautiful. God, that would be such a great life. I'm glad I've got that settled. Okay. All right. All right. Glad we could be here for that. Productive, I mean... productive uh, conversation with, with you folks. It always plans for retirement. Is, you know? It's great. Um, all right. So this next one uh, is not just one song. It is, uh, I think, 11 songs in under five minutes. It's The Alternative Polka oh, by Weird yeah. Al Yankovic. 
And we have talked about this one before because Mike Snyder from Back to the Futurama and Good Morning Greendale is one of our patrons also. And he requested that album because he's a huge Weird Al fan. Yes. I love the alternative polka. It's so much fun. It's so it's fun. It's so much fun. I love it because it's, it's, uh, it's, um, he's actually singing the songs, like the real songs. Like, yeah. and they sound hilarious in polka form, but like, he never does that. And I really enjoy, I, I really enjoy it. I'm not a huge Weird Al fan, but this album, Bad Hair Day, it's I listen to. I think that I borrowed this from a friend and then never gave it back and just listened to it <laughs> over and over again forever. And I listened to That's a the few... best way to get a Weird Al album. Oh, absolutely. I think I listened to a few other Weird Al albums. And I think that it, it may have been just kind of a thing that he had like a polka medley on on his on his album. Yeah, sounds uh, like it. No, that album has some good Amish Paradise is, I think, my Amish personal Paradise favorite. Is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. This one, I believe... What I loved so much about it when we talked about it last time and I loved it this time is that all the songs flow together so well and it's so fast. I, I think my favorite is the Nine Inch Nails song. Yeah, it's great. Because it just is so hilarious as a polka. I really... And I love the every time he says fuck, they like bleep it out with a horn yep. or with a bell <laughs> or yep. some other different yep. sound. I wanna, you like an animal. Yeah, they all go together really well and they're all very different types of songs. I mean they're they're all there are a lot of like alternative songs in the alternative polka, obviously, but there's also like a Cheryl Crow song, um, followed up by Closer by Nine Inch Nails. Um, you've got some REM, Alanis Morissette in there singing about Dave Coulier, apparently. Um <laughs> Bullet with Butterfly Wings by the Smashing Pumpkins uh shows up again. Um, the Foo Fighters is in there and Black Hole Sun is the one that always sticks with me but Basket Case is good by Green Day there's a couple others in there I didn't go through all of them but it is a fun quick song and it's amazing how how many songs he gets in in under five minutes I think the Green Day song is the final song because the, yeah. the medley ends with or am I just don't except in an actual tone that sounds good but um, <laughs> I thought that was beautiful that sounded great I always, I, I, I hear that every time. I can't listen to Green Day, honestly, without right. <laughs> you just hear yeah. Weird Al, Weird Al yeah. uh, polka yeah. all over it. Yes. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. So did you, so you said a friend, you like stole the CD from a friend. Did they ever yeah. like come back at you and ask where it was or what happened? No, I think that it was kind of the perfect crime because <laughs> um, at, at this time I was going to... Uh, uh, I had to get on a bus and go to the community college to take math and science class. Um, and it was a kid from another school who who I only saw at the community college, loaned, quote unquote, loaned me the CD. And then once the school year was over, I've never seen that person again in my life. So <laughs> no chance whatsoever that they are ever getting Bad Hair Day back. Perfect. They probably don't even remember my name. Well, I that's good. Do. His name was Mike Derricks. I remember his name. I don't know why I remember his name. God, that's weird, isn't it? Well, we will yeah. we'll put that in the show notes so that um, he can find it, you know, if it pops up. Yeah, if he's Googling himself, I want him to know. Yeah. <laughs> and then he can track you down. That I talked about him. <laughs> God damn it, what I want my CD back. He was. <laughs> right. He's going to hop on the first Greyhound of St. Louis. Okay, what's next? 
the next song I have to, because I can't stop myself, I have to say it this way. I love you always forever. Oh, I know all the words. By Don Lewis. Closer together. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear all the words? Yeah, Jen, why don't you sing all the I words for us? I love you always forever. Together, you you and Those are the one. Those are the main ones. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I was just reading along. Sounded like it with the lyrics. Yeah, thank you. That's... She's Welsh, and those were a lot of. Oh um, yeah, that's why. A lot of Welsh <laughs> words. Yeah. That's what yeah. Welsh sounds like. Not a single vowel in anything that Jen just said. I do. I love this song. It does stick in my head like fucking wow. It really sticks. Yeah. But um, I, I do really enjoy this song. I like it a lot. It's a very catchy pop song. Yes. And it's her it's voice really, is really I love like, her voice. I love it's her voice. really interesting. Yeah. And there's these like dreamy synths and really subdued drums. Um, it's a really, really good pop song. But again, I think it's like a one hit wonder. I don't know of another Donald Lewis song. Right, Donna Lewis. I had no idea that's who sang this. Yeah, I'm I'm almost certain that that she's a one hit wonder. Um, but I, I completely agree. I mean, this is this is one that I'm a little embarrassed to include on the list, but I also think is awesome. Like, it's just a great song. Yeah, it is. It's- but I was I was very into it. Uh, I think when it was when it was its thing. I, I don't know where I I don't know. I I had a I I seemed to have had a thing for like sort of overly sentimental pop songs when I was uh, a young person. I mean, you were what? 13? Yeah. Who didn't? If you didn't, you didn't have a human heart. Yeah, we were like just learning to feel things then my and favorite song, emo hadn't been invented yet so we had to listen to like sentimental pop songs when i was like <laughs> i was when i was like ahead, 13 Jen. my favorite song was um everything i do i do for you by richard fucking marks <laughs> yes so, no 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 yes it was it's not richard marks no, no, no. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Oh, it's Brian Adams. Oh, sorry, sorry. What was the Richard Marks one, though? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Wherever you go, whatever you do. They're very similar. Okay, both of them. I was really into both of them. <laughs> That's a fair mix-up. Yeah. Thank you. I think you might have been onto something earlier, Micah, when you said that we were learning to feel our feelings, because I think that I was so young when this song came out that I was still learning to feel my feelings. I hadn't even realized that I needed to suppress them. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, right. oh shit. I, gotta... so I was very confused by all of this. <laughs> yeah. And only later did I learn that I can not be affected by I love you always forever by swallowing yeah. everything that yeah. I ever think or feel. Right. You're supposed to hold all this in and then let it explode in rage. Like, oh fuck, I got to shove this right. shit way down. Yeah. yeah. I can't be listening to these Welsh pop songs anymore. Mm-hmm. No, this is a very, very catchy song. And it's... um. It's one that I wouldn't have discovered or ever thought of again. So thanks for putting it on here because I definitely knew it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I totally know all the words to the song more than Chen does. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, there are several songs. I think Breakfast at Tiffany's is one, although I listen to that sometimes. Right. But this one, for sure, I hadn't listened to in a long time. But the, the words just flowed out of out of me. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, too. I mean, it's it's kind of a thing that that's another thing that. I almost don't do anymore. It's just listen to songs over and over and over again. Yeah. And sing with them. There's something so joyful right. about that. And I, I do, I really appreciate you, honestly, like putting songs like this on here because they were big hits, but I had just totally forgotten about them. And they're the things that I think, I think it's exciting to rediscover those. 
Especially when they're as good as this one is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the last track is Where Best. It's At by Beck. Best song on the playlist, in my <laughs> humble opinion. It's pretty good. I love this song. Okay, this song always makes me think of college. So, t- like, tell us about this song for you, Pat, because this is the last track. Whew. This is... This is the song on here. It's not my favorite song on here, but yeah. it is certainly the song that I think of the most because I am it has wormed its way into my brain to the point where I cannot hear or read or think about the phrase bottles and cans without immediately saying and just clapping. Yeah. Hands. Yes. <laughs> it's a compulsion. Yes. I cannot stop it. Yes. I see it on, you know, recycling bins uh-huh. or somebody says, bring your bottles and cans. And I'm like, clap your hands. Yeah. Just clap your hands. Bottles and cans. Or just clap your hands. Or just clap your hands. Where's that? A great song. I love it. I mean, I love Beck, in, um, and I love that album. So this album was, I think, totally unique when it came out. It was new yeah. and like, I mean, if you listen to this song compared to everything else on the list, even it's just totally different. I it, I think that Beck sort of invented a, a whole like genre of like sort of dancey alternative music that I still am. That I still like a lot today. Yeah, um, it, this album, this is the one where I'm. This is like the the sort of uh, you know era defining album as far as I'm concerned. Pat, this has been so fun. And I have very much enjoyed myself. Oh my god! Yeah, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for taking the time to put together a playlist and also for you know supporting our podcast and being um, fucking rad in general. Yeah. Oh, thank you. This was a really fun I playlist. I think the show is really great. Thank you. And I'm very happy to uh, to have spent some time with you all. And I'm really excited that you helped me out with seeing the funny papers, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're all really excited about that. <laughs> um, Pat, why don't you tell us about your podcast and where people can find you and stuff? Sure. Um, I have a podcast in a technical sense. My friend Ben <laughs> and I are currently still recording our podcast called Podventure Time, which is a, a show where we... Show where we watch Adventure Time and then talk about it. Um, And we've been recording on a near-weekly basis for quite a while now. I just have not been editing and releasing the episodes. So um, if you want to listen to Podventure Time, there's lots of old episodes out there for you. And uh, this this may be the the sort of kick in the pants I need to actually start editing editing the show again. So yeah, Podventure Time, um, at Podventure Time is is the Twitter. I haven't been on that thing in a long time, though. So (laughs) uh, if you want to find me, you know, Give it a shot. It's really, it's a delight. It's a, it's a really fun show. Yeah, it's fun. Thank you. It's yep. fun to hear you guys like dissect Adventure Time, which I'm not a huge fan at all. Like I've seen a handful of episodes, but there's so much going on mm-hmm. in those in each episode, um, and they reference so many yeah. things. And it's, yeah, it's really fun to hear you guys pick it apart and oh, dissect it and analyze it. It's fun to make. Again, thank you so much, Pat, for joining us, and and um, this was really fun, and um, we'd love to have you back on sometime. Anytime. Awesome.
thank you all uh, for listening. We appreciate it so much and appreciate you. And uh, thank you to Graham McRae for our artwork. Thank you to Fifi Folios for our internet stuff. Thanks to Minus Violet for our music. Until next time. See See you in the 90s. 90s. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much. Beautiful. Awesome. Micah and our friend Dakota had a radio show called Mohair Gravy where they played um, nothing but thrift store vinyl. So I don't know why this song makes me think of yeah, you guys. Yeah, why? But... Hey, Micah. Yeah. About your thrift store vinyl show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Hearing you people talk about this is insufferable. 